You're tuned into the It's Real podcast with your hosts, Kayla Callender and Andrew Yagi. Each week, we'll talk about what happens behind the scenes working full time in real estate and share with you real life stories, our successes, and failures as we work to help consumers and industry professionals reach their real estate and real life goals. Here we go. Episode six of the It's Real podcast. Welcome. I'm Andrew Yegi and I'm a real estate agent. Hi, I'm Kayla Callender and I'm a mortgage lender. Kayla, another week, another episode. Uh, what yeah. is new in mortgage this week? Oh man, what's new in mortgage is rates have been pushing up a little bit. So we will see what happens when that CPI report comes out again shortly here, but we're seeing a little pressure in terms of rates, but we still have very high hopes that rates will settle down here as the year progresses. Unfortunately, right now, they're just a little higher. Yeah, absolutely. I'm seeing kind of on the, the real estate side, you know, just uh, connecting with more and more sellers or more prospective sellers and buyers as well, just as they're kind of, you know, pondering, what do my goals look like this year? Mm-hmm. And so really meeting with individuals, you know, getting their homes ready for sale, taking photos. And we're starting to see even more inventory, which uh, mm-hmm. is really great for those uh, that are looking to buy. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so last week, Kayla, we talked, um, we talked quite a bit about new construction and, you know, as we've been mm-hmm. having some inventory issues, um, talked about how more individuals are starting to consider new construction and, and you very eloquently highlighted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of different options, you know, from, uh, or, and, and I shouldn't say options, but just that there are, you know, great, great financing options and some of the intricacies, um, you know, that, that are involved with, with new construction. And so this week we're going to kind of pick up where we left off there, uh, and kind of talk about lots and land and Kayla, Mm -hmm. I think this is a great thing to talk about because just last week, actually, right before, um, last week's episode, I had someone in my office who I've been visiting with for a while, you know, and they've been actually looking for the perfect lot to build their dream home on a lake. And, you know, just really kind of not knowing, you know, where to look. And, and you know, one of the things we see a lot um, that we'll talk about before financing is, is restrictive covenants. Um, uh, do, you, do you deal with that much or probably not very much on, on the lending? Not at all as a lender, I don't. Yep. So it's something that probably doesn't come up a lot. But basically what restrictive covenants are for those that are, are listening are individuals who have maybe taken a larger chunk of land uh, and have subdivided it for building of homes. They've said, hey, I want to build my home here and I kind of want to control the parameters of what's going to be built here. I don't want someone next to me having a seasonal camper or someone having a manufactured home that's not permanently attached. And so they come up with these restrictive covenants saying, hey, the house shall have at least 1,200 square feet on the main level and and maybe you know architecturally it has to look a certain way. So those are a big consideration, you know, when it comes, you know, Mm -hmm. to an individual looking, looking for a lot or land, especially Kayla, as we get into the lakes area or as someone's Mm -hmm. looking for something recreationally. Mm -hmm. We are definitely seeing, um, like we talked about before, inventory, not where we'd love to see it. So people are starting to say, okay, well, what would a build look like for me? What would it look like if I went and purchased land? Well, 
what's involved with that? What if I want to build, you know, does the builder carry that financing? Does the builder carry the lot? Mm -hmm. And truthfully, there are a ton of different ways that a person can achieve their dream of building on the lake, building within town, building um, outside of city limits. So what I'm saying, Andy, and it sounds like you probably are too, are the first thing people are really asking is, I know I want to live in this area. What do I do? I want that piece of land. How, how do I get the land? Mm-hmm. And the first step is to look and find who can do a lot loan for you. Mm-hmm. So, because not, not everybody will lend on a piece of vacant land. No. And so you have to find a lender. Hi, I can, I can finance land. You, um, you, that, you're right there. Yep. Me right here. Um, I can do a lot loans. So typically it's pretty simple actually. It's essentially you sign a purchase agreement to purchase that lot and your lender will finance that for you. And there's a a lot of different ways that you can can do that. I can tell you a little bit about what I have to offer. And traditionally, Andy, traditionally, you're going to want to have 20% down. Mm -hmm. Can I do do less than 20% on a lot? Kayla, I just, I want to secure this lot. I don't want to put a lot of money down. Can I, can I throw 3% at it and, and you can help me out? With a lot loan, it's a little bit different than an actual residential loan. So we do like to see that you have at minimum 20%. And why? Why do I need 20%? So the 20% will, and that could vary from lender to lender. But if the goal of your lot purchase is to build, the great part about building is you get to take that lot equity or, or what you put down and roll that into the next loan. And so if you're building, you probably want to have a little bit of skin in the game. So with an, with us knowing that you're going to be building on it as that that's the goal, we want to make sure that you're putting in a little money up front because we know what's going to happen. We know you're going to probably have a construction loan that you're going to have to carry the financing, handle all the, the, the draws and the bids and the subs. And that can be um, a little bit difficult, I'll be honest, to be able to carry that. Or your builder is going to carry that financing for you the whole way through. And in that case, you typically are gonna have to have 5% down on a traditional loan anyway, as a rough average. So we wanna ensure that you're serious about building, that you've got some skin in the game, knowing where it's going to end up. Sure. Are you? Do you see a lot of builders that do offer in-house financing for the construction piece? I don't see a lot of companies that do offer that. Um, we do offer that, but it comes down to the fact that when you're carrying the financing yourself, what happens when you're lining up all of these subs and one person is unable to fulfill their need of that date? It can affect everything else. Aside from that, you've got these builders that have these relationships with maybe concrete. Maybe they've got relationship with relationships with framers. Where do you as just one person come in that lineup when they've got repeat business from these builders who are, are cranking out these homes are a well-oiled machine? So there's a little risk that comes to doing it on your own. However, when you do carry that financing and handle that all yourself, you usually save money. So sure. that's a big reason people do it as well. Sure. Kayla, one thing I see quite a bit uh, you know, on the real estate agent side is a lot of people will approach me and say, hey, 
you know, I want to secure this land. We want to build our dream property. You know, we're maybe not able to get there yet. You know, so we're looking for, you know, something we can have a seasonal camper or, or other on. And that's, you know, when we usually talk about, you know, the restrictive covenants that, you know, mm -hmm. may say, hey, you can have that, that camper there while you're building, but you're not going to be using it consecutively for five years. Uh, and then all of a sudden decide you want to build. But I think part of it, I, I think... You know, obviously there are some individuals that they want to secure this land, they want to use it, they don't have the wherewithal to build right now. But I also think that there are a lot of people that maybe just don't know what options are out there, um, which you kind of highlighted talking about, you know, that an individual can maybe at minimum, once they have that lot, put 5% down as they're, they're borrowing on their construction loan. Is that the case? Yeah, I think what we need to keep in mind is that kind of like when you go to your doctor and you want a diagnosis and you want a plan, right? It's hard for that doctor to be able to really tell you, here's what I prescribe. Here's what I think you should do. Here's your diagnosis without really digging into to you as a person and individual. And so when I apply that to the thought of buying a home, buying land, a construction loan, do I carry the financing? Does the builder, I think you really need to have a sit down conversation with your lender to talk about your pain points and your pleasure points and say, Hey, I don't have a lot of money to put down, or, you know, I'm really concerned about the end cost because what we do then is we customize a plan based on your needs. So mm -hmm. a construction loan is the best thing for some people. For other people, I actually will say, don't do that. You're going to be way better off. It's going to be more hassle. It truly just depends. Um, but either way, the cool part is there's a lot of options that that we can consider, um, because if you have a lot loan and your goal is to build, Andy, did you know you actually might need three loans for that? So I kind of I've, I've got the lot loan and I've got yeah. the construction loan, but what what's Great the job. piece? So it goes lot loan, construction loan, if you are carrying the financing, if you're paying out the subs and the bids for that. But then once the house is built you need to have a permanent loan because that construction loan is just a temporary loan. It's just to get you through. It's kind of like a credit card, how there's a line and you draw against it until the house is built. But what happens then? You secure your typically 30-year fixed loan. Sure. So there could be three loans. And it's important that you have a lender that understands each piece of the pie, each piece of the puzzle, because they all go hand in hand. So, and, and I would assume, Kayla, that, you know, if I have a construction loan, the rate is probably going to be a little bit higher than that permanent loan? Traditionally, yes, because it's a short-term loan. Exactly. Sure, mm -hmm. sure. And as far as that short-term loan, you know, as far as like collateral, is it collateralized in, in, in any fashion or? So traditionally, um, when you're, when you're putting down money for a 30-year fixed, you might put down anywhere from 0% to 20%. So we talked about that lot loan piece. You have to have 20% down. Well, when we're giving you money to fund the construction, we are requesting that you have 20% into that normally, not always, depends on, on the scenario as well. Because if you get to the end and you run out of money, then we have an issue. So we require you start out and you put 20% in of your own funds as you build, because that takes away the risk a little bit. Sure. But because it's a unique product, that's why we're requiring, again, 20% in. So that kind of is how that would work. And then once, like I said, it's built, then that would flip into a 30-year fix. And you've already got some, some skin in the game there. Yeah. 
Very, very cool. Well, I, I know that's, uh, you know, helped connect the dots for me because honestly, Kayla, I haven't built a lot and, and don't deal a lot with new construction. Um, but again, as we've talked in last week's episode and a little bit this week, really becoming a viable option for some people who are, you know, again, like I've, I've visited more recently with people who are looking to downsize, not finding quite what they're looking for. So, hey, we're, we're looking at some building options and, and just uh, even even for, you know, a, a first time homebuyer, there are some really attractive um, new construction options. And so great to, to learn about about these financing tools. There are. And I think too, what we're saying is some individuals at this point in their lives, maybe they're not ready to build a brand new home, but maybe they just want to secure a lot. The really cool part is you can still purchase a piece of land, a lot and not build on it immediately. So that when you are ready, after you've met with builders, you've met with your lender, you're ready to go, but there's no mm -hmm. pressure to begin that immediate build the day that you buy that lot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, a lot of great information today, um, Kayla. And so I think that puts a wrap on episode six. Of course, if anyone has questions about lots, land, new construction, or anything else related to real estate um, or lending, please reach out to us. Uh, always a pleasure to have conversations, both with consumers, Kayla, and even other industry professionals. Mm -hmm. It's always great to be able to connect, not just with those consumers that are looking for help, but also other industry professionals, because we all are seeing different things, different clients, different scenarios. So it's, a, it's an mm -hmm. opportunity for us today to share and connect as well. Absolutely. Well, speaking of connecting, great connecting with you as always, Kayla, and have a great week. You too, Andy. Oh!